1: shop these deals at your local kroger less than five miles away or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details are you
2: kidding me you are looking low. winning cures everything now for your hosts gary and chris
3: Welcome in! It is the Friday, July 2nd Winning Cures Everything Podcast. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And whew, man, it's been a week. It has been a week. We made it to the end, though. We're here. This is two times this week that you have worn an LSU shirt. I I feel like you're... uh... Uh,
4: Full disclosure, this is the same shirt that I wore the (laughs) other day. I I got in, I had sweat through my (laughs) other shirt that I wore at work today... And so, I got upstairs, and I grabbed the only clean shirt that I had.
3: Well, there you go. Hey, you know Whoa, what? It man, looks good. the computer's
4: playing noise.
3: Uh, well, is, anyway. is, that, is that bad, or is it, I couldn't hear it? Well, oh, well, was it good, good. noise? Or? That's good.
4: No, okay. it was just some, it was an <laughs>
3: ad. Somebody was singing. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, yes, so. So, uh, no, no, same shirt, same shirt, not sweat through, though. Well, that is definitely good. That's a, a sign, you know, of, of good things, I think. Um yeah, I, <laughs> uh, I, I have myself been sweating uh, profusely today. It's been warm as and muggy muggy outside so you know how it goes. Uh, lots of sports stuff to uh, to discuss. We'll go on and give you the rundown first winning is the website sbrpix.com/ncaaf is your one-stop shop for all of your college football gambling needs. You can go find them. Uh, just search out YouTube. that's our that's where we do our college football shows. We have a Mac preview that will be up on Friday. We have a Conference USA preview that went up on Wednesday. Uh, we got more coming out next week. It is college football conference preview time. We're in July. And, of course, we got the NIL stuff. We're not going to talk about it on that show, but we're going to talk about it on this show. Uh, we'll discuss that today. We'll discuss all kinds of stuff. Let's dive into the first topic here. And this is one from, uh, from this morning. For those of you that, that watched the NFL draft, you know, first-round thing and then and then heard us talk about it, you know, kind of recap the NFL draft, I brought up that I thought it was kind of crazy that uh, Tamorian Terry, the Florida State wide receiver, was not drafted in the NFL draft. I thought it was strange because he, you know, at one point was expected to be like a first-round guy. That's how talented this kid is. But he wasn't even drafted, and, you know, he didn't play a ton last year. But came out today that he has been indicted on a murder charge related to a 2018 shooting incident in Georgia. And and that, of course, is bad. But the weird thing about it, it says Terry is one of 11 defendants named in the grand jury indictment related to the shooting death of 21-year-old Zakavia Smith in Ashburn, Georgia, on June 30th, 2018. At the time, Terry was a freshman on Florida State's football team, having redshirted the previous year. Um, you know, he, he planned to turn himself in. He cooperated with the investigation. Um, he turned his cell phone over to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Uh, he remains confident his name is going to be cleared. But, man, uh, this is—11 that 11 defendants in a shooting trial, I don't feel like that's common
4: yeah there's gotta be something unique to this i we you literally just told me about it i don't i don't know anything about the case um and there's there's no news 11 yeah no yeah i mean i'm sure there's more to it but this i don't know what are the other options
3: like uh, if you're a defendant in a in a shooting uh murder uh getaway car co-conspirators like what well, else yeah would- i mean it
4: could just be i mean I, when you said 11 my my first thought was some type of i, I mean I, I don't know anything about it but i'm thinking some type of gang initiation okay yeah. or or gang not maybe initiation but a gang war to where a group of individuals went and attacked this one person um to take them out and and to do that you know if it took any type of planning uh, to execute it and get away, you you could get up to eleven people involved in that.
3: But other than that, I mean, there's there's not a lot that that you would have. I can't I can't, I can't imagine anything
4: more than that. Like that doesn't make any sense to me.
3: Yeah, it's a little it's a little strange. Uh, he was signed well, as an undrafted free agent by the Seahawks earlier in the spring, but uh, but the team waved him on Wednesday uh, before yeah. the indictment came down. So they they got word that it was happening and. And I'm, I'm
4: sure, you know, I mean like I said, I I don't know. Everything that I covered in in school and looking into criminal stuff, it was all solo acts. It was it was serial killers. It was, you know, sex crimes. These are things that are usually done from one individual.
3: Yeah, this this was certainly different. Very different. But either way, uh we don't like those kind of stories, so we're going to jump off of that one. Uh, obviously, if anything else pops up, we will dive into it if it you know, if comes out uh, or if he gets his name cleared or whatever. But uh, until then, we're going to talk about Penny Hardaway. And, you know, there was all these stories about three weeks ago. It, it kind of started hearing rumblings that he might be a candidate for the Orlando Magic job. And then you get word early in the week that uh, he has, in fact, interviewed for the Magic and he is a serious candidate and da 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 and then it is announced on i believe Wednesday that nope he is he is coming back to Memphis he released it on his Instagram or his Twitter or or whatever it is and said uh, that it is not time like he would love to be an NBA coach and how cool would it be if it was for the Magic the team that he you know grew up playing for and and all that uh, but now is not the right time for that now The other interesting part of this is right after he announces that, word starts to leak out, the news starts to get around, that Memphis is about to hire Hall of Fame basketball coach Larry Brown as an assistant coach. Now, those that have listened to Winning Cures Everything for years and years know that when Penny was hired to be the head coach, he wanted to bring in Larry Brown as an assistant. And the former athletic director, Tom Bowen, would not allow it because... Look, Larry has coached in, in college. About it. he's won an NBA championship and a national championship. He coached at uh, Kansas. He coached at uh, SMU. Coached at what UCLA, I believe. Uh, all three yeah. places ended up on NCAA probation afterwards. <laughs> so he's he's three for three with the NCAA with every stop that he's been at. But you know, eighty three year old man and. He is about to be an assistant coach, but Penny wanted this a long time ago. And I, part of me wonders if he didn't use the Orlando Magic situation, even if he wasn't a viable candidate. If he didn't get them to, like, give him an interview just so that Memphis knows he might be serious about leaving if they don't give him what he wants. And as soon as he announces he's coming back, they get Larry Brown. How uh, how you feel about it?
4: I don't know that he was ever realistically um, a candidate for
3: Bernie, uh, the, the job, the the,
4: the the magic job. I think this is a we're going to give you an interview. We're going to look into you. But if you look at what he's good at in college, it's recruiting. It's not the coaching. The reason he has to hire guys like Larry Brown and his like uh, he has to have a great staff is to work with the kids and actually do the X's and O's in the coaching. Yeah. Okay. He he has not been a great coach throughout his time at Memphis so far. He's won because they've had great players, but the reason they kind of had low ceilings is because they're getting out coached in a lot of these games. They're getting beat by teams with lesser performance, yeah. uh, lesser talent. Uh, regularly. I, I don't think there's any way on earth. Recruiting is zero part of the job for an NBA player, uh, coach.
3: It's just zero part of well, it. Well, agreed. But the, the there is one thing, the one reason why I think, that he could possibly make sense as an NBA coach, and the Orlando Magic situ- uh, situation would have been perfect for this. A lot of young players on that team, and he knows how to connect with those players. A big part of you got to be able to the coach NBA. them. You
4: can't just connect with
3: them. Uh, Agree, but if you are connecting as the head coach and you are the the overseer and whatnot, you can bring in X's and O's guys. Right. Uh, we're, we're, I'm just
4: going to, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree. I just don't okay. see that. I don't see that. I don't think that that works. You have to be able to coach. Okay. Yes. You have to be able to connect with them, but the, what you're asking is the thing that you want for somebody to be able to do a, a thousands of people can do tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are capable of connecting with young people. Okay. Tens of people are actually able to coach at the level to have a, an NBA coaching, head coaching job.
3: Yeah. All right. Yeah. So
4: I don't I don't need I don't need Penny Hardaway to connect with young people. I need Penny Hardaway to coach these guys because they're not coached very well. Okay. Yeah,
3: no, that's that's certainly true. That's that that's the
4: year. difference. And that that doesn't I don't think that swings in my opinion. I just don't okay. think it works.
3: And so so what are your thoughts on him bringing Larry Brown to Well
4: Memphis? yeah, I, you know I said it a long time ago if he yep. ever got Larry Brown to Memphis because when he originally took the job, Larry was supposed to come with him then. And and the AD put the kibosh on it and I thought, well, I don't know anything about most of these other assistants, but I know Larry Okay. Yeah. Larry's one of the only people to ever live that has championships yeah. in the NBA uh, the, and the NCAA. The
3: only coach to have an oh, yeah. NBA and an NCAA title. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. So there's a, there's a player, uh, that has that, that one, one as a player for both, uh, any chance you know who that is? I do not. So he is an assistant coach at Arizona right now in college basketball, uh, but he won an NBA title and an NCAA title. It'd be Jason Terry. Okay. So, won one with the Mavericks, won an NCAA title with the Arizona Wildcats, Lou Olson's team. So, yeah, it's uh I think it's going to be fun. We shall see what ends up happening with it. Obviously, Memphis still in the middle of the the AARP stuff with the NCAA. Who knows how long that's going to take because of the James Wiseman stuff from 2 years ago. Uh James Wiseman, uh, this is how long ago that is. And it, it's it's really not that long when you think about it. But, you know, Wiseman is already talking about being traded from the team that he got drafted by. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how long ago this was because it was at the very beginning of his freshman year, and we're still dealing with the NCAA stuff. So, uh, regardless, we'll, uh, we'll move off of that. Let's talk about the Mississippi State Bulldogs. What a dominating performance in the last two games of the College World Series. They got smoked in the first game and came back and, and whipped up on Vanderbilt pretty good. Look, we live in Mississippi. This it cannot be stated how important uh this is for Mississippi State University. This is their first ever national championship. Did you uh did you watch both of the games? I watched, I, guess all all, I
4: watched all i watched I watched every game in college World Series.
3: What are your thoughts? How big is this?
4: Um big deal big deal real big deal uh if you looked at this like it was a prize fight it would look way worse than getting smoked in one game and then winning the other two games pretty big uh in that first game they got down seven to one in the first inning yeah and after that Vanderbilt I think scored one more run in that game one or two runs in game two and then got shut uh, out nothing yeah. last yeah. night one hit one yeah. hit. So, so that, so that. I mean, that's the difference. Is this was not close. This was Vanderbilt put a whooping on them in game one in one inning, and after that inning, Vanderbilt got beat
3: handily yeah,
4: the rest of the time.
3: It was very interesting to me because you know the College World Series leading up to the actual championship series uh, had been a ton of close games. You know, it, yeah. the the Bulldogs were the, the comeback kids, you know, like they, they, they... No, they fought in every game they were in. So this is, a, a little bit of this is, if you watch the other three
4: or four games Vanderbilt played in this World Series, um, you, you would see, this This is not strange to how they've played. Uh Vanderbilt defensively was the, the worst defensive team in this playoff. I I think they had four or five errors in every game. I think they had multiple games where they had multiple earn, unearned runs. No other team has made it this far that did that, okay? None. The the game 2 of this three-game series, Mississippi State scored 13 runs at one point in time in the game. They had 13 runners stranded on base. That's 26 base runners of the 13 runs. I think that they scored. I mean, I realistically think like only seven or eight of them were earned runs. They, they had five to seven unearned runs scored in that game because of errors, because of defensive miscues and because of walks. That's insane. They had 26 base runners total and they only gave up 13 hits. That's crazy. That's crazy. This team played like shit the whole series but found ways to win yeah, all right yeah it's only defensively did they play like they could pitch great and they could hit but they could not field at all and defensively mississippi state played mississippi state played the game perfectly they really did this is the most complete team i've seen state have in a long time um i, I don't think vanderbilt was a top five team, but I thought because of their one, two arms, I thought they could win it all because they've been able to absolve all of the mistakes they make in the field because the guys on the mound are just that good.
3: Yeah. No, Vanderbilt was uh, was number four seed and Mississippi state, the number seven seed. Of course, a ton of people last night started talking about how, Oh, this is what the college football playoff is going to look like. You start expanding it and you're going to get all kind of crazy. no, that's not what it's gonna look like at all.
4: Well, I mean, but hang on a- now, hang on now. But you gotta remember how this tournament is played out. First, it's a sixty-four team tournament. Yep, but they go to sixteen different pods, four teams to a pod, and only one team comes out of that pod. Okay. Yeah. And they play a round robin, you know, double elimination. double elimination thing. And then you go to a super regional, which means so so sixty four turns into sixteen. Okay. Yeah. And those 16 teams play the best two out of three series at one of them's home. All right. And then those eight go and play another strangely formatted tournament. Like
3: double, double elimination.
4: It's not yeah. just double elimination because when you get to the final round, it's two out of three no
3: matter what. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it, it, like leading up to the championship series, it's double elimination. Like well, you, yes, you, leading you up to, to the
4: championship yeah. but then you have a championship series. So if you were to if you were to play a series out like that, you would have a lot of upsets. Yeah. If no, you took the four best teams in college football and scattered them across sixteen different pods, all four of them are not coming out of the pods. They're just one of them is going to get upset. It's just the historical facts of one of them is probably not going to make yeah, it. no, you're
3: you're probably right about that. Um, and then you
4: might lose another one in the next round. And but so in a,
3: in a twelve-team playoff, I doubt that we're ever going to see four against seven. Like I, I don't feel like. Well, no, no. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> and neither here nor there. Um, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a, a little bit of NBA. We're we're kind of rolling through some topics today, and uh, and I'm okay with that because you know it's the Friday pod, getting ready for the weekend, getting ready for July Fourth. Hey, by the way, you got plans for uh, for uh, July Fourth?
4: No, I'm not doing shit. Are you? Are you cooking? You're not go cook or no? I'm not even really cooking. Wow. So, no, no, none of my family listens. So it doesn't matter. Look, <laughs> like we all go to my one uncle's house, okay? And he's he's an unbelievable uncle. He kind of takes care of everybody. He's like, I I've, I I've basically only got two uncles left, okay? Yeah. Um. That well, that on this side of the family that I'm that I'm close to that we see all the time. All right. And he's a great dude, and he and he cook. He wants to barbecue all the time. <laughs> I'm going to let the cat out. of it. He's not good at barbecuing. Okay. I'm not a barbecue snob. Now I am really, really good at barbecuing. Yeah. But I'm not a snob. I will eat mediocre barbecue and I will enjoy the shit out of it. Well, yeah. It's been unedible for like three years. And it's not just (laughs) me that cooks good. My brother is a fantastic cook. I've got two other cousins that are unbelievable barbecue cooks. I've had their food. He's got a son-in-law. That's an amazing cook. And I volunteer to buy a case of ribs and I will do all of the cooking. Hey, I'm going to save you the money and I'm going to save you the hassle. No, no, no. I'm doing the cooking. I'm I'm going to get
3: it. I'm going to get it. That's
4: fine. (laughs) That's fine. I'm going to keep my ass at home because I'm tired of going over there, spending all day over there, hanging out and then coming home only to be still hungry. But nothing is open by the time we get home ever. Uh,
3: Yeah. Forget that. Forget that. My, it's uh, so frustrating, yeah. man. No, I can understand it, it. I'm I'm lucky enough that my if, my father in law, uh, really knows how to work the grill. Like he knows if, what's up. So
4: let me tell you something, Gary. If the day comes where I have lost my abilities to work the grill, but yet I still insist on doing it, and everybody around me is miserable, listen. There's an envelope in my closet with about five thousand dollars in there you're you're allowed to go steal that hire a drifter have him kill me okay i don't want to live in that life all right but that's, i just don't I feel want like to. I that's feel like no life to live just hire I, a drifter and kill me you and because I are if close i make enough. all the people around me miserable then what <laughs> what good am i
3: you and i are close enough that i feel like i'd be able to talk you uh off the ledge I'd say, I was you know what? so nice. You know I was
4: so nice and so <laughs> willing to do. I'm willing to take it on. And you have a son-in-law that's really good at this. And you've got five or six other nephews that'll do it. And you can stand next to the cooker and you can drink beer and you can tell us what we're doing is wrong. And just you could be a part of it, but just let us do it.
3: And and yet nobody will tell him that he's
4: bad at this, right? Well, I. But this is the reason why I'm. Don't have a lot of friends. I'm not close <laughs> to a lot of my family is because of this very reason here.
3: Because you tell him? Hey, you're because not good I got at this. no like, problem
4: saying, man, that not, it's not good.
3: It's like not your good. Stuff ain't good.
4: You got you to gotta fix your technique. And, no, and he won't no, listen. no. You can't fix anything. You've worked your whole life. Your hands don't work real well. Your pack doesn't work real well. Your eyes don't work real well. All your senses are gone. Like, let's just let, listen, the old line Dies and the new line, younger lines take over. It's what happens. It's the circle yes. of life. Go find your spot on the couch and the air can in and Let us do it.
3: It's it's Simba. It's it's. I all promise means, he yeah. will
4: enjoy it so much better if he just ate I something that we. And it doesn't have to be mine. I'm not. I'm not that asshole. This is nobody can do it like I can. So no, I have no plans. I'm gonna sit at home and watch baseball. Cheers all to that.
3: So I I will be in uh, Lower Alabama, uh, eating some barbecue, shooting some fireworks. You know, doing the damn thing. I think it's going to be a good time. So it's it, my my father in law has taken a contract job. He's going to be out of the state for uh, for like the next I don't know eighteen months, two years, something like that. So this will be the last weekend he really gets to hang out. And uh, and we're going to go down and have a good time. I went and bought like I don't know forty something dollars worth of fireworks with uh, with my three year old the other day. So we're going to take him down. We're going to shoot some stuff. It's going to be a good time, I think. So let's uh, let's talk NBA for a minute. I would imagine that you watched uh, some of the Suns Clippers game uh, from Wednesday evening. Uh, Yeah, the start
4: time was awesome because the uh, baseball game was over and it was not even at halftime by the time I got to the Suns Clips.
3: You got that right. Uh, Suns end up winning and they are headed to the NBA Finals. First NBA Finals for Chris Paul, CP3 himself, and... What a bitch move by Pat Beverly at the end of that game. <laughs> was that not ridiculous? I'm sure you saw the push, right? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. That's I mean, was to say, I want to I, see what that is, yeah.
3: We know that those guys chirp back and forth, and they've done it for years. Those are two wily veterans that have been doing this forever. What could Chris Paul have possibly said to that man to make him react like that? <laughs> it was, seemed like a very delayed reaction, yes. so I
4: don't know... It, it, it's hard for me to think it was because of something he said just because of how delayed the reaction was. Usually somebody says something crazy to you like that. Yeah.
3: You jump you, immediately.
4: You jump immediately. Like for, for it to be, I mean, he was a good bit away from him by then, but before he kind of snapped, I I don't know. I don't know what I, and I can't explain that either. Um, I, I do. It brought up a thought in my mind that I want to talk about, if you're a son's player, if you're if you're somebody young and, and important on that team, Jameson Crowder, who I think is an absolute bulldog, he's a guy I want on my roster. Yeah, well, I mean he's
3: he's not young, but, yeah. no, but
4: no, he's not young by any stretch, but no, he's 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 tough some bitch, though. Oh yes. All right. That is a dude I want on my team. All right. He's made it I two want straight him finals. in my locker room. Yeah. And and it's because he's he's one of those enforcement guys. He's one of those guys who comes up big. He's not the best player on your team, but you don't need him to be. He, he's going to demand respect from everybody. What happens if Jameson Crowder just knocks the shit out of Patrick Beverly after that, like protects his guy? Well, now Crowder out for multiple games, probably in the, yeah, in the, in the finals, finals, whatever. This is one of those situations where the league would have to say, no, 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 no! What you did is so egregious; it deserved to get your ass whooped. And as long as it doesn't turn into a stomping, and it's just as somebody knocked your ass out, and it was over after that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want them suspended at all. But I'm just trying to think my my thought because that was the thought I had. Maybe Patrick LeBeverly, sour grapes, upset about this loss, thinking I'm going to do this because I got nothing to lose and and if one of them lose their cool on me then then it's going to hurt them in the finals and i don't want to see them win the championship
3: that is an interesting way to look at this i had not thought of that um, but if
4: i was, but if i was a commissioner or if i was a league i would let it be known look no one needs to go overboard and we don't want fighting yeah. but if but you can't allow somebody to hit you with with no recourse that's that's why they're going to keep hitting you is because no, they know nothing will happen to them, all right. Well, yeah. how do you stop that? Well, you hit them
3: back, and 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 then the bully quits messing with folks. I, the the reaction from the sons, like it, when I first saw it, I thought, I cannot believe that nobody went up and and hit this man. But yeah. then I but then I kind of thought that was such a weird reaction. Afterwards, I think they were. I think they were everybody, shocked. Yeah, everybody I really was do think they were shocked. Like it was just like it, Crowder was the only one that that even touched him, but like he kind of pushed him out of the way and looked at him as if, what are you doing? Like this is insane, and and there was no real melee or anything like that, but man, it was it was very strange. I haven't seen that. Uh, now that
4: Sons organization is one that has been penalized in the playoffs before because they got into a melee. They oh, yeah. they, they came off the bench. We historically remember that in a very important uh, you know playoff series.
3: That was Amari Starmire and uh, Yeah, it was Steve a and situation.
4: And, and 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 I wonder did it turn into nothing because these guys are all afraid and they're seeing big picture. And if that's the case, I actually think that's not good for the league. That's not good for for your image. <clears throat> I I don't want fighting. I don't want this kind of chaos. But when you do something that egregious, it must be faced with with extreme prejudice. It must be faced with an equal amount of egregiousness.
3: Yes. Yes. I tend to agree. Like he deserved to have his ass beat. And yes. Yeah, worst case scenario, one guy hauls off, Dexing and
4: knocks his ass to the ground. That's it. That's it. You pushed him in the back like a punk. Somebody blindsides you and drops you like a toilet seat. Ball game. it's over. We're not piling on top of one another. We're not kicking folks while they're down. We're not doing yeah. any of this stuff. But if you don't get hit in the mouth, then you pay no repercussion. Nothing whatsoever is going to happen. They might slap him with a fine. Okay, they're going to suspend him for some games. Well, those will be the start of an 82 game season next year when he misses games. So nobody cares.
3: Yeah, no, you're, you're.
4: Nobody right. cares. You're going to send him on a vacation before the season starts because nobody's playing in
3: November anyway. Now you're you're dead on about that. Dead on about that.
0: You have one unheard message. <laughs> I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at Current.Tech.
1: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
3: Uh, I told you the other day I wanted to talk about an IL because obviously we're recording on Thursday, July 1st. This is the Friday, July 2nd podcast, but we. Have already seen a. I told you, social media was going to be bananas. That we were going to see some crazy stuff pop out on the first day, and show nuff, show nuff, and it ain't just football and basketball. It's everything. So no, no, your no. your girl, your LSU gymnast, uh, what's her name, Olivia, uh, da, 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 Olivia Dunn, Livy yep. Dunn. And she got four million TikTok followers. She got over a million Instagram followers. She is. Uh, she's in New York City. And her uh, TikTok profile was, like, splashed up in the middle of Times Square. All yep. this kind of stuff. I mean, she is the most followed active college athlete. Um, on top of that, you got Barstool. They have their first, uh, their first thing. And it is, like, the Athlete uh, Advertising Inc. or whatever it is. They've already signed, like, five kids. You've got uh, the former UCF kicker. So, he is, uh, what's his name, destroying... Destroying on the on guy YouTube. that had the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he he came out and said, back in 2017, I risked it all with barely any subscribers. Uh, and he, what was his quote here? Uh, he said, "I chose my YouTube channel over a full D1 scholarship, and now because of that decision, um, history has been made, and I crawled so that my college athlete brothers and sisters could walk." I, I think this has more to do with like the Ed ban and stuff than than with what he did, right? Am I crazy? Oh for that? yeah, he
4: he's making himself a victim. I assure you that nobody nobody outside of his circle remembers what he did or cares about what he did.
3: Yes, no, it was never that big of a deal. Um, no. but we we talked about how it Oda- sucks that he gave up his
4: scholarship and it sucks that he he did all that. And what he's saying is true, yeah. but he's not he's not the person that anybody's remembering here.
3: Okay, Dude, not in the slightest, not in the slightest. Uh, so Levi Lewis. Louisiana Lafayette, he is a spokesman for Eat Lafayette now. You know we I, we talked about this. It's not just going to be the big dogs. They no, get it's going to be everybody. It's everybody. It, uh, it's there's going to be everybody. A ton of different players are now on cameo. Of course, well, uh, the,
4: the University of Nebraska came out yesterday, before this happened, and said every athlete at Nebraska will have some deal by the end of the year.
3: Yes. In the all state, of,
4: in the entire oh, yeah, state, it, yeah, yeah, in the entire in this entire state, not just the University of Nebraska. That's right. All of their college athletes will have some deal, and it might be through the state, it might be representing the school or whatever. But all of them are getting the deal.
3: Uh, Breaking Tees, I believe, is the uh, the company that is. Yeah, they're one of those companies that comes out as soon as something big happens. They come up with the shirt design and they start selling. Uh, they are going to start partnering with college athletes. And the players' trunk has already got custom merch for uh, Dante Allen, Kentucky basketball player. Uh, Miami quarterback Derek King has got uh, merchandise with his own logo and signed memorabilia. Uh, He's charging $600 for a signed full-size helmet. Uh, Fresno State twin basketball players Haley and Hannah Cavender signed a deal with Boost Mobile. Boost friggin' mobile, man. Like, that's a big-time deal. Uh, Derek well, Stingley they, you Jr. got to have
4: monster followings for those, oh, and yes. I think they do. I think they have, like, really, really big Instagram yes. following Instagram, stuff. TikTok, yep. yep. Uh, Derek That's Stingley that, Jr. Because she's well, – because what's her name? Dunn is the same way. Oh, I mean, yes. yes. She's going to get million-dollar deals, but
3: she's she's nationally known. She's not, you know, locally known. You are 100% right about that. Derek Stingley Jr., LSU cornerback. Uh, he's got to deal with walk-ons. He's going to be uh, cooking – with them, he's going to be you know making appearances at all the different walk-ons locations around Louisiana. Uh, at age, Unilever's Degree Deodorant is launching a five million dollar five year commitment to spread wealth among a variety of men's and women's college sports uh, athletes. Uh, let's see, Ohio State right tackle Nicholas Petit Frere, uh, he's got an NIL endorsement deal uh, with a technology startup based in Tampa, Florida. Like I mean, <laughs> this is some crazy stuff. The uh, the most fun thing I think is De'Arick King and McKenzie Milton, Florida State and Miami quarterbacks, have decided instead of just selling their brand, they have created a platform to sell every brand in college sports. Like, they they have started up a platform called Dreamfield. And basically, let's see, uh, Andrea Adelson wrote about this. As players usher in a new era in collegiate sports Thursday with the ability to make money off their name, image, and likeness uh, for the first time, Florida State quarterback McKenzie Milton and Miami quarterback Derek King entered the marketplace with a unique business partnership. Just past midnight, Milton and King signed on as co-founders of Dreamfield, an NIL-based platform focused primarily on booking live events for student-athletes, including autograph signings, meet-and-greets, and and speaking engagements. Milton and King will be the public faces of Dreamfield and will recruit other athletes to use the platform. That is friggin' genius. Absolutely genius. Did you see Yoke Gaming? No, Yoke Gaming is uh, basically an app that was started by uh, a Notre Dame football walk-on, and fans can pay to play video games with college athletes. Like, how cool is that? Basically, it's
4: it's a, another version of Cameo. It's you can you can spend you can have some way to actually connect with these people instead of you know just getting a message from them.
3: Yes, um, you
4: spend the next thirty five minutes with them on a game.
3: Bo Nix got a sweet tea deal with uh, with Milos, pretty awesome. Um, I mean, it's just it, it, it it's all over the place. Like it's nonstop. You're gonna keep reading about these deals, and I think that the amount of money that these kids are gonna make is going to shock uh, some people. Right? Yeah. Now, so, so not so everybody's here's... gonna make a ton but
4: no not everybody's going to make it to them, but everybody I will tell you this there's money out there for everybody to make something if you're willing to put the work in and do it though yes that's the thing so this is what I'm more intrigued about cuz I knew all this was happening I didn't know the details like I didn't know Bo Nix was going to get Milo's like like but I know all of this is happening today what I care about is Mississippi State won the first championship the night before NIL came on when they get back to Starkville I, I, we don't need parades we need a weekend in Startville with all of these guys being the host of the town every bar picks two or three guys every restaurant picks two or three guys you come you sit out of grass there's just a the big ass pub crawl dealerships and and car rental companies from Startville. come in and, and hotel rooms pay these kids for for sponsorships and advertisements they set up booths they, they, they tout these folks and and as a as a thank you to the team that just won a championship in your city from your school instead of doing a parade we're just gonna do a big ass pub crawl for the weekend. Yeah. And 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 if all of the companies in the community throw in, throw these guys some cash, get a contract signed with them, let them have set hours when they're going to be there, radio shows set, basically it, it make it a little bit like Radio Row and Super Bowl. But because you've got a bunch of bars in a small strip of, of town, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not, not going to cover the whole damn city. And, and so you just, you just go from, from bar to bar to bar, a couple of different guys do this radio hit, a couple of guys, these guys they can be on podcasting, they can be on all this stuff, but everybody's paying them some dough. I like it. And it's all hosted from there. This is the first championship that's going to get paid, and they should get paid. When they get back from the airport and everybody there to meet them, this is where Odell Beckham needs to be handing out $100 bills to guys that just <laughs> won a title.
3: Yeah, no, you're right about that. You were right about that. Hey, uh, speaking of, all right, so uh, everybody, of course, has been pointing out the Dabo Sweeney uh, quote from years ago when he said if uh, if college athletes start getting paid, uh, I might as well just quit because that's not college football. Da-da-da-da-da. Um, apparently, he has changed his tune. Like, it, there were several Clemson athletes that have jumped on, or Clemson uh, football players that have jumped on different radio shows that have talked about how excited Dabo is for him, and he's, Helping lead them through all this different stuff, blah blah blah. You get you get how that goes. Um, but the other thing that has come out today is uh, there's a major push on Twitter and a couple of different platforms telling the NCAA that they need to give Reggie Bush his Heisman Trophy back. I tend to agree.
4: Well, yeah, but I thought it was ridiculous that they took it away anyway. Well, yes. Like if yes, you don't, don't like that. that he got paid in school, you can you know he earned it on the field. He he still Fair. earned the trophy. All right. Like, I just don't understand all this. I don't I don't get it.
3: It it wasn't so the NCAA isn't who uh took the Heisman trophy. That was well, the no, Heisman, Heisman, Heisman Trophy yeah. company does that. Yeah, the trust does that. Um right. and they, they have come out and said like, No, we're good. Like you broke. But rules the problem and is is they've
4: only taken two away in history, right? It's his and OJ's.
3: I don't think they ever took OJ's away, man.
4: Are you kidding me? Well, I know they didn't physically take it away because they can't. Because I don't think he has possession of it. But like, um, no, I man, think I, they've I, they've like denounced OJ. Like, I don't think OJ has his vote anymore. Like, he's not. Yeah. He's been like, I don't know, disassociated with the Heisman.
3: Let's see. I'm I'm like I'm
4: actually the same the right same now. way Reggie has. I think those are only two people to make Reggie pay the same price that OJ's paying is insanity it's it's pretty nuts do we um, think none of these other heisman trophy kids have ever gotten paid before
3: you don't think their daddy's got a house it's it's pretty nuts um let's see da, 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 da. let's see no hey in 2017 he still had his vote oj did yeah
4: then that all right that, that now we now we have a now we have a completely different level i can't explain this
3: yeah he uh I no, can't explain this. For some reason, I got, thought
4: OJ lost his no. like he was a dissociated with him too.
3: Nope, nope. OJ Simpson's still there. Wow, still, still good to go. So that's <laughs> insane.
4: Good job, good job. <laughs> so we're good with murderers, but we're not good with the
3: guy that did something that every other Heisman winner did it too. He he benefited about three hundred thousand dollars. Reggie yeah. Bush did. Yeah, uh, the that's a drop in the bucket to what guys are getting today. By yeah, the, way. the estimates are that. As with his fame and and all the stuff that he had back then, uh, he would have made between four and six million dollars in his yeah, three. Yeah, like
4: I think okay. So this is something that I've been off of Twitter for most of the day because every time I get on, I'm so sick of this. For the last week, it's like sport. We have a lot of sports actually going on. Yeah, and sports writers are so bored and they're so. There's a lack of creativity. Everybody's having the same conversation. Well, let's go back in history and let's who would have made the most money back then? I don't give a shit. We're playing this stupid game that doesn't matter. All right. You're right. You're right. Like none of that matters. This is the dumbest thing to have. You're actually, if you wait 16 hours, you're actually going to have people getting real contracts. Can we talk about them? We just crowned a champion in college sports. If you're going to talk college sports, can we talk about that? If you talk about sports in general, can we talk about the sun's moving on? They've never made it to a final before. Like you actually have things that are important in your business to talk about, but you're so bored with yourself. If you hate your life that much, if you hate your job that much, get the hell out. Let somebody else have that
3: job. Do you think uh do you think that the sports market right now is a little oversaturated with the amount of yes, sports going
2: on? Yeah.
4: But the problem is we're oversaturated with too many people having the exact same conversations. Okay. if agree. we talk about something somebody else is talking about, it's not because we want to be trendy or cool, it's because we actually think it matters. Yeah, All
3: right. That's the only but reason like, we talk about it these times. I'm
4: not because when you said NIL, I had it in the back of my head if he asked, Hey, let's Do this hypothetical. I'm not doing that. And you didn't even ask because you don't want to do it either because it's boring and it's lazy and it's stupid. Okay.
3: No, I'd I'd rather talk about the actual deals that are going down right now. The Reggie Bush thing is interesting for no other reason. We have
4: life-changing moments for these college kids. Yes. Would I love to look back and think how much money would Joe Burrow had made at LSU? Here's the thing. The answer is, the answer to who would have made the most is who who stayed in college the freaking longest. So if you think a college basketball player that was there for nine months would have made more than everybody else, you're an idiot and you don't understand economics. So somebody who's in school four or five years all right and i would have to say probably at a smaller town not yeah. necessarily a small school but somebody living in, in in la ain't gonna make as much as somebody living in tuscaloosa or knoxville because people in la don't give a shit about that kid but yeah. people in tuscaloosa would rip the kidney out of their side for him.
3: Yeah, no, you might be right. I just, I, I do wonder. So there's a formula for it,
4: and and that's fine if people want to guesstimate. Somebody who said four to six million, one guy gave that quote, and then everybody's gonna run with it because it sounds good. But there's no fucking way to know, Gary. <laughs> we don't know if he got two million dollars his first year and he just blew it all on coke, and then that
3: would never have Reggie Bush. That's a, that's a valid point. Like, that we don't know that
4: that might not have
3: happened. I think, I think they're looking based on terms of, which, of course, a lot of this is, okay, you've got so-and-so many Twitter followers, you've got so-and-so many Instagram followers, each post is worth this much money, uh, your amount of you know, fame is worth this much money, Blah, blah but it, it's all basically how much somebody is willing to pay you. Like, there is no set number. Like, that's, that's what's crazy about all of it. Um, I, I, got a, I got two funny stories. To close this out. Is that good? Yeah. All right. A video captured by a witness at the Walmart store in Baraboo, Wisconsin, shows an employee pinning a deer to the floor after tackling the wild animal inside the store. We got deer attacking Walmarts now, brother. We talked about rats getting fed and whatnot over in Rhode Island. Now we got deer jumping into Walmart stores.
4: Yeah. You ever seen, seen this? Th- this is, I mean, it, it's strange. I, this had to be like late at night, right? It, this is not like 530 in the evening where everybody in the world's at Walmart.
3: Yeah, no. It says a deer wandered into uh, the Walmart store in Wisconsin and was subsequently tackled and ejected from the business by an employee. Uh, they said other employees opened the back doors of the store. Uh, they were able to guide the deer back outside. He did not appear to be injured and was last seen running away from the store. That's, that's the only bit of the story. But, My uh, question,
4: do you have to tackle him? Do you think you can, like, spook him?
3: Uh, so, apparently, they tried to. I saw this uh, I saw this somewhere else earlier today, and they did try to do that, and he just ran further into the store. Uh, so, basically, they had to uh, tackle the deer and get him headed in the right direction. Like, they they had to touch him at some point. I'm get not him opposed headed to the right- touching
4: him. <laughs> There's a the difference between, like, Touching him and tackling him. There's a difference between guiding him and tackling him.
3: <laughs> oh, I think this God. guy
4: just wanted to tackle
3: a deer. It's entirely possible. The video because is pretty It nice. sounds
4: like somebody from Wisconsin would just want the opportunity to tackle a deer.
3: And they, they cut it on video. I mean, it's on YouTube. So all oh, you gotta search for on it on is YouTube. Walmart employee tackles deer. That's, huh? that's all you gotta do. It's a good video. It's a good form tackle, I think. So, uh, Speaking of the animal world, we will continue on with that. You know, as we talked about the other day, we talked about the rats. Now we've talked about deer, you know, wandering into Walmart. Uh, What do you say we go down to Florida? Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, They had to shut down Interstate 95, man. And the reason why they had to do that was because uh, a crate carrying 100 homing pigeons fell off the truck late Tuesday near Daytona Beach. The birds roost at night, so the pigeons stayed on the road until bright lights from vehicles startled them. They would fly in the air, and they created a hazard for drivers, according to a news release from Volusia County officials. Uh, It was an exit off Interstate 95 in Florida. It was closed for three hours, and the birds just refused to move. So (laughs) they said it's the worst-case scenario, homing pigeons that can't find their home, the news release (laughs) said. Sheriff's deputies, state troopers, and animal service workers attempted to capture the pigeons, ultimately recovering 73 pigeons. The birds were not banded, so their owner was not immediately determined, officials said. Our job is to help animals find their way home, whether they're covered in fur, scales, or in this case, feathers, said Volusia County Animal Control Officer Alicia Deese. We're hoping someone out there might have information on where these birds came from or the truck that was carrying them. I, so
4: these are, <laughs> people own these birds, and they're paying to have them shipped to Florida,
3: or or from Florida. I don't I don't know which. You know, or from Florida, but they were in Daytona Beach. But seventy three. This homing is somebody's pigeons.
4: personal property.
3: Yes, that's weird, right? That's weird. That's I don't know weird. why anybody would need seventy three homing pigeons. I don't. I don't even know how you ship. And, those. and apparently, the driver doesn't know who they belong to. Well, no, not the driver, because uh, the driver just ran off like the crate fell off the back of the truck so there this could have been are,
4: more uh, hang on the if the driver ran off like we're not ran off of like
3: just kept driving the the crate fell off the truck he kept going he didn't realize that the crate had fallen off that's why you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean it's not like these are illegal to have um but you know I, <laughs> why i don't know man why? who's why?
4: using honing pigeons? <laughs>
3: I mean, are, I they, are we maybe using them for a, tracking? Maybe or it's like, a
4: government conspiracy.
3: What is, I mean, what the hell is a homing pigeon used for? Like,
4: I I don't know. I I think they're just. I don't know how they're different than the regular city pigeons. I don't know. Maybe it's just a pigeon, and and we're just saying homing to try to sound fancy, but they're just like rats with wings. They're gross, also.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, very much so. Uh, let's see. You know, the first job
4: I was ever actually paid real money for. You know what that was? What's that? I was. I was either 12 or 13 during the summer. My mom worked downtown. There's a restaurant downtown. Uh, she, She worked at the Baptist Hospital down there. There's a restaurant downtown. The owner has an alley behind his restaurant that every day, every day, when I say filled with pigeon shit, filled with pigeon shit every day in the back to where you couldn't walk out the back door to take the garbage out because like his employees would like slip and fall in it so my mom would drop (laughs) me off at 7 a.m on her way to work every day he he had a painter's suit for me to like get up in and a pressure washer and i and i sprayed pigeon shit out of an alley for about three and a half hours every day It's the first time I was 12 or 13. It's the first job I ever got. And And it was every day. I said, I said, you need to buy some fireworks and you just need to throw a firework out like a firecracker out the door, out the back door, like every 30 minutes, just light one and throw it out there. And that pop, they won't come here. They'll go to another alley because some crazy ass person throwing a firework out there. (laughs) What did the hell? He didn't listen to me. He just he just paid
3: me to spray pigeon shit off of the alley. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. A, uh, homing pigeons. By the way, uh, googled what are homing pigeons used for today? Uh, it says they have been prized for their navigational abilities for thousands of years. They have served as messengers during war, as a means of long distance communication, and as prized athletes in international races. Um, and doesn't tell anything about what they would be used for now.
4: If they were great at navigation, why are we paying some bum to throw them in the bed of a truck in a crate? Why don't we just send them where they're going?
3: You got me. Uh, it says Genghis Khan used them to communicate acar- uh, across his vast empire. Uh, let's see the racing yeah. homer. Yeah,
4: they can be like, birds can be trained. I've told you about attack crows before. Oh yes, let's, birds birds can be trained. They're really smart animals and they're really easily trained by people that actually know what the hell they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing, but. Um, This is the issue, Gary. Why why put them in a crate and spend gas money on driving them when you could just send them wherever you're sending them? They have <laughs> wings. They'll fly
3: themselves. I mean, you got me. You got me. Hey, there's an article from 2019, warontherocks.com. It says, in the era of electronic warfare, bring back the pigeons. I can get down with that. Like this is, basically you. this. These are military weapons. If I had if <laughs> I had enough
4: if I had enough money and land, I would I would invest in land and I would invest in I would just buy crows and I would pay people to train crows because they're big. The ravens, crows, hawks, yeah. anything I can get my hands on that's a bird of prey, they would destroy these pigeons. But then <laughs> but then they would wreck people's lives. They just take over whole towns at a time.
3: Oh my god! I love it! I absolutely love it. Uh, is there anything else I need to hit on? No, no. I'm uh, I'm looking at ESPN. I'm looking at CBS. I don't see anything yet. No, no breaking news as of right now. Uh, you want to talk about the Euros?
4: No, no. I've something I paid zero attention to. <laughs>
3: Same here. Too many sports, man. Too many sports. All right, let's go on and get out of here. I hope that you guys have a wonderful July Fourth weekend. Of course, while you are doing that. Visit winningcureseverything.com. Go check out sbrpicks.com slash ncaaf. If you have not already, check out the college football show that we do over there on their YouTube page. You can search out SBR Picks. And if if you're listening to this, you're already listening to the podcast. Just make sure you're subscribed and leave a nice five-star review. We would certainly appreciate that. Uh, For Chris and myself, we both hope that you have wonderful weekends. We hope that you take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully... All of your tickets cash this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com. Or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.
2: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.